Mark, you know what uh, we haven't done in a while? Mm, a lot of things, but what, what do you think? <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking of our fans' favorite episode format the wheel we've wheeled twice people do love the wheel it's been a long time it's been like eight or nine weeks maybe longer maybe maybe at least two months i always get positive feedback from uh we our listeners now let's do a quick recap we've done the wheel twice it's not it's not very very often because it's it's almost too special and we don't want to spoil it but plane once with plane back in january surprisingly better than we thought (laughs) yeah we the sequel is coming out boat uh, if the wheel deems it uh, worthy, we'll see the sequel as well. <laughs> True. Um, and then we we had such a good wheel experience. The wheel. The struck, first wheel was a good wheel. The experience. wheel struck back, and I, I don't know when that was. Was it in March or something? Maybe. It feels it like it was been, a long time ago. Later. Actually, now that you say that, we saw uh, Operation Fortune, mm. the um, Jason Statham vehicle. Yeah. And Hugh Grant. It was a uh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey and Plaza. I can also name actors, and uh, it was uh, it was a big stinker. It was it, it was it was bad. It was not as good as plain. Not as good, right? If the scale, if we're developing our wheel wheel scale, a wheel scale, a wheel uh, result tier list, yeah, yeah plain is definitely above. Right. Operation Fortune, colon, ruse de guerre. I want to get the whole title out there. Yeah, in case I'm, people not comfor- it, I'm not comfortable enough to say that. People confuse it with another another and, Operation um, Fortune, and I would say. Neither one of us wanted to see those movies. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you're not familiar with The Wheel, what we do is we pick a theater local to us. We uh, see what's playing. We put it all on a wheel. (laughs) And then... I don't know why you're laughing. It's not. It just sounds funny. <laughs> you put it all we on, put a, it on wheel. a wheel. <laughs> I take the wheel very seriously. You, do. you put it all on a wheel. You <laughs> spin the wheel, and then we go see whatever the wheel has deemed uh, we must see. And yeah. we don't re-spin the wheel. We don't cheat the wheel. The wheel is is God as it far is. as the podcast is concerned. Yeah, and whatever must, the wheel says, we must do, we do what the wheel instructs, and that's what got us to plane. Now we do. That's what got us we to did chart our. We have have gone to Celebration Cinema, but you but we're thinking of exploring different. We've talked about it for this next one, switching things up, and I think it's a good idea. So, what do you got unbeknownst me? to you, I I pulled up the list of movies from a different theater local to us. The Celebration Cinema in Benton Harbor is about I don't know fifteen minutes away. If Maybe. we drive a little bit farther, about half an hour, we can get ourselves to the half Niles, hour. The Niles Wonderland Theater. Ah, the Wonderland. Smaller operation. I think you've been there before. I've I've been there once. I saw Spider-Man Homecoming early. Okay. So that would have been, what, like 2016, 2017, something like that? That's a good guess, yeah. Something. So it's been a while for you. It's been a while. This is a smaller scale theater. It's like a budget budget theater, which we love. I like that. Yeah, we we see a lot of movies. It's good to save a few bucks sometimes. Yeah, not getting that twelve dollar evening ticket. And if you add popcorn, so they're four dollars at the Wonderland, which is great in all the movies. So we don't have to pick and choose which ones are are cheap and which. And you have not been to the Wonderland. Never been there, but they've got um, six movies playing right now. I took one off uh, from the options for reasons I'll get to in a second because. that's we have done that. We do allow ourselves to take things off the wheel only if we've both already seen it or something, and that sure. just be it would be silly to go right. see it again. So, um, in that case, this time that's the new Spider Man, Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Right, which you we love that. About. Um, we've both seen it, and I did love it, but I took it off the wheel because we don't want to do this whole this whole charade. No, only we're to not going to go, go watch a movie yeah, that yeah. we just saw a week or two ago. Agreed. So, 
Um, on the wheel, let me want me to run you through the options that we could be subjected to here. Yes. Because we're going to go right now. We're gonna, the wheel's going to pick, and then we've already set aside some time uh, uh, for, to record in this podcast. So we're yeah. going to go see the movie. You're going to come back. We're going to do a lightning round. Boom. Hot take. What, literally right when getting home from yeah. the movie. Um, so here we go. Here are your options. Now, this first one I know you've already seen, but I'm leaving on the wheel because I haven't seen it. Okay. I think that's fair. Um, Transformers know. Rise of the Beast. I, on the okay. wheel, actually, I put... Transformers Rise of the Beef because it <laughs> makes me laugh every time. But, that was a but, great uh, idea for a tie-in. Now, you've already seen that one, so... And I surprisingly liked it. Okay. I think I, I'm i not, like, super excited to go see it again. Yeah, I just it's not it. that good. But I <laughs> but, but I wouldn't mind going to see it with you because you, you mentioned the other day you... You had some. Oh, I had lots of Beast Wars. Yeah. Beast Transformers. Wars, uh, Transformers. Optimus Primal. Optimus yeah. Primal, yeah. yeah. And it was better boy. than I thought. Okay. And I, so I, I probably it. won't see it again unless the wheel tells unless me. Unless the wheel tells you to. Um, no Hard Feelings, our second option. This is the new Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know anything. Kind of raunchy it. comedy, it looks like. Who, She's like. Just a, her? Raunchy and some, comedy? Like, he kind of looks like a teenage boy, but I imagine for the purposes of the plot, unless it's very controversial, I imagine he's an adult, but he okay. looks like a teenage boy. And the premise from what I gather from the trailers is his parents, like they think he's kind of, he's too quiet. He doesn't go out enough. He needs to get a life. And his parents, some some scheme, they get this older woman, Jennifer Lawrence. I'm not older like she's middle-aged, but older than he is. Right. To come, like, take him out and date him and be his, like, so girlfriend. It's like a modern-day risky business or something? Yeah, something. But it looks but very, like, are... it looks very scandalous and very, like, like, she's really, you know, like, bumping and grinding on him. And he's uncomfortable because he's just a teenager. Sure. And this is all very weird. And So it's like, I think the laughs are supposed to be from awkwardness. Kind of looks yeah. like that kind of a situation. So, so, so that sounds like a comedy. I think if no you flip the gender roles on that, then suddenly you can't show can't, that a movie. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> right. That's that's true. Uh, Little Mermaid. Okay. Which I haven't seen. You haven't seen. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a lot of the Disney live action. Yeah. Um, my daughter Maggie's huge fan. Yeah. Um, ringing endorsement from Maggie. So but the rest of the be... world seems to be anti Little Mermaid. But I don't know. It's still it's making yeah. money. It's one of those movies where it's hard to tell if the like people decided to hate it long before they saw it, and so you Correct. don't really know. Even if it's yeah. bad, it's hard to separate like yeah. real criticism from like just just like well, felt like predetermined. When you, criticism. it's always hard when you're remaking a good movie, even yeah. though this was an animated movie. But I think that's the thing. People are like, "I love The Little Mermaid." Now you're going to remake it. Uh, so if there's and they just want to see really The Little Mermaid again, right? So right, yeah, you're never going to win that that battle. That would be. Uh, Okay. Okay. The Flash. Now, we, in a way, are especially prepared. I'm making my pitch right now because I, I kind of have wanted to see The Flash, and you you have not wanted at all to see The Flash. But we watched yeah. Batman with Michael Keaton again. We're kind of ready that, for it, I feel like. You're willing to see it if the wheel, if the if wheel, the wheel tells says you to see it. Me to see it. It's not okay. scary. So I'm not like... If there's a creepy movie on this list... Then I probably would pick the Flash over the creepy movie. But okay. so far, I'll take all the other movies you said ahead of the Flash. Well, no creepy movies on the list because the last option, option number five, is Elemental, the new Pixar movie. Oh, which I I'd take, take that over the Flash. Yeah, sure, that makes sense. And all those other movies. Oh, okay, so if I my next question, as always, is what what do you hope the wheel lands on, um, and what do you hope it doesn't land? on? I guess I would be. I really don't want. I really don't feel like going to see Transformers again. Yeah, that would be a bummer. (laughs) 
But um, but you were willing when Avatar Two was on the wheel. You were willing for different. it to land again because you wanted so badly to get me in that theater. But you're saying this isn't that kind of situation. The payoff is not worth you sitting. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm more curious to to uh, I guess see the other movies, even though I. I really don't care to see any of these movies that you, <laughs> well, that you mentioned. Now you, that I think about you it, you happened into the, right. the premise of the week, right? Yeah, <laughs> that we don't want to. See, we probably don't really. Right. Want I to don't see even think I saw a trailer for the Jennifer Lawrence one. Yeah, and um, I guess Pixar. If I had to pick, I guess I might pick Elemental. That just seems because like I'm a safe, Pixar fan. It seems like the safest choice. Like yeah. you'll probably like it, even if it's not the best Pixar movie. It's probably it's probably solid. You know, that's they're kind of right. they're good I know, for that. Yeah, right? I think so. But Disney's. Struggling, I think, a little Is bit. Is Pixar Disney? Yeah, I think they're like related. Okay. Cousins. I know they used to be. I didn't know yeah, if they I were don't a know separate if they entity out. now. Yeah. Right? I think it's still under the one umbrella. Okay, so I think I would root for. I, I do secretly want to see The Flash, not so secretly, so I mm. probably would be rooting for that. Is that just because you like superheroes, comics? Well, you actually like not the DC necessarily movies? because I don't like pretty much all of the DC Universe movies. I don't even like a lot of the Marvel movies recently. Um, so it's not out of like some kind of loyalty to superheroes or superhero movies. I genuinely seeing the trailers, I feel like it could be good. I okay. don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. And I, I know you, you said think, it could you be think good. I'm crazy. Not great. You're just saying but, it could uh, be I good. F- it, there's some, some, some element of magic in the trailer anyway, that makes me it's think, you know what? Maybe it's good. It's too bonkers. I don't know. Too bonkers. Uh, right. Things I don't want to see. Ooh. We're hiring. I think <laughs> a little, I I, maybe the little, <laughs> no, the movie's called No Hard Feelings. <laughs> well, I don't know why I keep calling it. We're hiring. We're hiring. <laughs> um, <laughs> baffling. Um, I think the Little Mermaid is the one I least want to see, but not for any of the reasons. I think because I don't even like I don't even like the animated Little Mermaid. Yeah. So I, I'm like, how? Why would I like? Yeah. Why would I like a live action Little Mermaid? Do you think so. there's any you know like social stigma out there about two grown men walking in to see the Little Mermaid together? Like, will an usher come in and just monitor the? Theater? I mean, just like two tickets. <laughs> we'll take two for the Little Mermaid, and they see us both there. Do it you depends. think they even they even they don't care? Um, yeah, I don't know. No kids around. I don't think they care. Like the teenager okay. manning that register. And we're going to Nile, so maybe they really maybe they don't, don't care. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel and whatever it lands on. Let's do it. Okay, you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Gonna put, I'm going to put it up. I love it. I love it. So I love the wheel it. spin. Here we go. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Boom. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I guess that's what we're going to see, huh? All right, here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Thin Red Line. This is Mark. This is Dave, and we're back. We oh, did it. Oh, man. Tell the people what we saw. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. We, uh... Dave, I'm imagining, was at least happy when we walked in. I was pretty happy, yeah. uh, And I was eh, kind of a feeling, so we went to see The Flash. The Flash, I got Mm. what I wanted. The wheel was with me today. The wheel was with you. It wasn't with you. You didn't didn't want to It was not with me. But we don't want that to prejudge the movie. I mean, you already prejudged the movie, but you had to go see it. You had to confront it. You had to challenge your expectations. Mine, too. (laughs) 
True. So here's here's um, we had this conversation on the way. We didn't talk about the movie at all. Yeah, can't do that. But we did have a conversation saying, okay, this is feels like this is a movie people are probably going to go see more than the than Plane and Operation Fortune. So do we spoil this movie, Dave? Yeah, I think we do because yeah. the wheel demands that we spoil it. That meaning in the right. past when we've done the wheel. That's sort of what we do. The wheel we spins, have to. we go see it, and we get our full unfiltered response to the movie without yeah. trying to dance around. Yeah. So if you have not seen um, The Flash, spoilers, and you want to see The Flash without it being spoiled, turn this off. Yeah. That Excuse said, me. go to the Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> the one, yeah, go to our local And then watch The Flash, theater. and then come back and listen to this. That said, I do expect this podcast to come out because we saw it already like two weeks after release. And so I expect by the time people hear this, it'll only been out for like a month. And at that point, you know, if you've already seen it or wanted to see it, you probably, but if you're waiting for it to be on HBO, because they always put these Warner brothers movies on HBO, I could see you could be waiting. So if you're still waiting to catch it streaming or something, but if you don't give a rat's hind end about it, then uh, (laughs) hang And you just want to hear, we said unfiltered, this is unfiltered. So, (laughs) okay. So no, no self censoring. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Proceed. Yeah, oh, you don't man. care. So what was our... Around. I feel like it's been a while since we've done the wheel episode. I know we spin the wheel. We go to see what the wheel says. Yeah. And then we just come back and fire away. Yeah, fire away. <laughs> so let's start with what this movie is or yeah, how you, does it place itself in the... in the. I mean, if you're keeping up with these all these superhero movies, good for you. Like, there's so many. But in this current world... I think we've committed personally to right. like seeing the Marvel stuff because yeah. we feel invested in that enough. I have right. not personally committed to seeing the DC superhero movies because But I feel like accidentally we've seen most of these things. Yeah, probably. Can we talk who's probably in this most universe that we're So, talking we're about. talking Batman as played by Ben Affleck, we're talking about Superman as played by Henry Cavill, we're talking about Wonder Woman by Gal Gadot. Those are like your main three. And then Aquaman by Jason Momoa. That's probably all the recurring Is Shazam characters. part of this and Black Adam? I think they are. Yes, they are part okay. of. But I, I guess I think of them as lesser lesser yeah. lights in this in this sky of stars <laughs> if i can if i can put it that way and then also um ezra ezra miller playing the flash who was in the justice league movie and previously i guess that was it i think that was it yeah he was unless in he's Dawn had a, some kind of cameo and you may have seen him most recently if you watched the Zack snyder cut of justice league i haven't and have that you? kind of no i think okay. i wa- i went on youtube and tried to find just the new parts or something i don't really like remember four hour and i think there was an extended flash yeah. scene in that that wasn't in the original yeah. but um yeah it's that anyway, that may have reminded everyone of these characters. Where more are you recently. at with this universe? Have you of those movies and these characters we've just mentioned? Have you seen? Are you are you like a fan of these this universe? No, I I, I uh, <laughs> yeah. You wanted Man to of see Steel the is the only movie I can remember uh, falling asleep in the theater during. Oh whoa! I I was not interested. Okay, <laughs> like d- deeply. I didn't go. I that saw far. Batman versus Superman because yeah. uh, I had so I yeah I don't know maybe out of sheer momentum yeah. maybe, and then I I think I only saw Aquaman like at your house maybe because you were so insistent on how good it was and it was fine it was fine. <laughs> That's my favorite of yeah. the, of all of these movies. I and Aquaman, see... I am putting this if you've been listening and I have a water world category. <laughs> Aquaman's definitely in the water world category. Right, which you I, take I'm, to mean movies that you know are bad. 
on some critical level, but right. it's just there's some, some kind of joy. There's some yeah, kind of joy yeah. to watch. It has nothing to do with them being water based movies. It's <laughs> no, not a list. That was just. <laughs> it's not a list. That of just water happened. Movies. Right. <laughs> you just Waterworld is the is the staple. That's a movie. Of a movie right. I'm like, aware this, is a bad this movie, maybe isn't good love, cinema. I love it. But I just, for some reason, so I like Aquaman Waterworld. is also a Waterworld movie. <laughs> it is. That can be confusing. What's, can you give us one more movie that's in that category for I guess you? maybe I'd put like Twister in there. Okay, so not a water-based These movie. are movies that probably wouldn't be up for Oscars, unless it was okay. like special effects. Sure. Kind of like a no, no acclaim, no awards. They're probably mostly like an action movie. Would you call them like chomping. Guilty Pleasure? Is that yeah, a similar term for what you're describing? Yeah, I guess maybe. Okay. But there, I feel like there's an audience for... You know, and I hesitate with Twister because I feel like that actually has like more of a people fan like base, Twister fan yeah. base. So, yeah. and there's parts of it I do think are good, and I could I could defend it. So maybe Aquaman's like maybe a notch. It's not near that level. So okay. it, it would be okay. on that side of like I happen to enjoy it, and and it's really probably okay. not that great. And um, I, and here's what I'll say too is I I, th- I think there's supposed to be another Aquaman. Oh, but still. I, I don't know if that's happening, and okay. I don't even know if I Doesn't care to see it. Doesn't seem like it should. I know it feels. Well, they like gotta kill time somehow. It feels like this before the James universe Gunn, should be the James Gunn should be done. Yeah, um, I guess the Wonder Woman movies are in there. I yeah. I saw the first one. I liked it. I saw the second one. Would that I think. be your favorite Wonder Woman? The Wonder Woman is probably the best. That, one. The first one was all right. I thought the first one was good. The ending is not good. But Chris Pine but most killed of the, it. Most of the Chris Pine. Knocked it beginning out of the park in, the in that first one. Yeah, second Wonder Woman movie's bad, like pretty rough. Yeah. And I abs- of, of of all of these movies, the one I thought was just god awful is Justice League. Yeah, I don't remember. I can barely remember Justice League. I sort of blocked it out of my it mind. Felt- so I guess you're right that I have seen most of them. Uh, I think I saw that first Suicide Squad. That was that was pretty rough. Who was, was Will Smith? Though? Yep. Okay, yep. I've seen that one. I Dead haven't shot. seen any other. Su- and then there was the the, the Harley Quinn movie. Didn't see that. Didn't Birds see of that. Prey. Uh, That's this universe. I didn't see the new Suicide Squad. <laughs> With like the same title, yeah, uh, I didn't see that. That annoys me to no end. You were talking yeah. about what annoys you about movie titles. Here's you know, what annoys me. Yeah, just putting a the in there, taking a the out, calling it the same thing. What about Batman and the Batman? You don't have a problem with that, do you? I don't like it. Okay, you don't like it. No. Um. All right. Fair enough. Um. But yeah, I guess I have seen most of them. By yeah, just by by I don't know because yeah. they exist and I'm okay. seeing movies. But no, this is I'm not invested in these uh, movies generally. I don't really care. I again, I probably wouldn't have sought out The Flash um or gone to see it if The Wheel hadn't picked it. I guess there was some talk here about maybe going to see it. So I don't know. That maybe that's not true. Maybe I see all these movies and I'm and I've just revealed that I I'm not as high and mighty as I I think I am. That's but true. but I don't really like them. I don't like I think it's unfortunate that Zack Snyder, his his aesthetic kind of took over this franchise, these movies. I think it's the wrong aesthetic for most superhero characters. Like, it kind of works in a Batman-y kind of way if, right. if you're doing the dark and gritty thing. But to make all the characters dark and gritty seems so, uh, so contradictory to right. me. Because to me, like historically like the a lot of marvel characters did a better job of being the grittier characters and dc's characters i'm picturing like the brightly colored super friends you know like they should be the bright and like almost more cartoony uh sort of look and feel if if you're gonna do that but somehow because Zack snyder directed man of steel all the movies after that had to have the same color palette and i just think it kind of made them all I agree. Uh, yeah, me, yeah, um, and kind of dead. But I feel like so, that was sort of 
Christopher Nolan, I feel like, is somewhat held responsible. Because I think that was kind of like... And like you said, yeah, you it was it in with Vogue. Batman. It makes sense with Batman. Right. And then what we got is then, well, let's just do this, make everything really like harsh. I would argue that it turns out it doesn't make... And this is based on evidence in The Flash today. I think yeah. I would argue that it doesn't even make sense for Batman. Put Batman in the daylight. It's better. <laughs> um, that's right. what I learned today. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Um, let's get into the Flash. And so this movie's picking up kind of some uh, amount of time after the events of the Justice League. It's, it's, right. They don't really reference. I mean, they uh, there are huge references to the Justice League. Right. And it's well, he talks and to stuff, Bruce but, Wayne like right yeah, out of the so gate. Yeah, so you run, you bump into the characters. Well, and, actually, let's start with the opening. But it's about. Um, <laughs> It's about what? Do, what do you mean? The open, like the big action sequence out of oh, nowhere. Oh, I'm not. I'm not even getting oh, there. You're not yet. even getting there. You're just talking I just mean about the, what's the general plot of the movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets. We learn, and he has kind of a Bruce Wayne style backstory where his dad and his mom, or his mom, is killed in some mysterious circumstances. And we still his don't know. Dad is blamed for her death, and it appears he's gonna. He's on trial. He's been in prison. He has an appeal coming up. And Barry, uh, played by Ezra Miller, the Flash, he wants to somehow exonerate his dad. Um, and him kind of working toward that gets him to go like, wait a second. If he discovers he can run so fast that he can actually start time traveling. And he right. goes like, if I can time travel, I can go back. I can change things. Right. He consults Bruce Wayne about this. He's like, that's a bad idea, kid. You know, gives him the, gives him the tough talk. And he's like, you know, of course he does it anyway. And then it becomes kind of a back to the futurey kind of plot of a movie where it's right. like, I threw myself into the past. I complicated things and made a bunch of problems. I need to kind of put the pieces back together and get things back to how I left them and undo right. these things. So that's that's the gist of the movie. Of course, we'll get into the details. But yeah, the big opening number is a big action sequence. The movie opens with um, Barry in a coffee shop. He's like ordering a breakfast sandwich. He's like, on his can way we to just, work. Let's just pause there for a moment. Yeah, that's a terrible scene. Horrible scene. Horribly <laughs> written. You feel like you've seen it a dozen times before right. too. The annoying like, guy like a, serving him the bagel. Right. It was couldn't stand. It him. was right off the shelf. Really bad. Really painful. So instantly, but he gets interrupted by a call from Alfred. Like you got to go save the world, Flash. So sure, from so, Alfred. Boom. We're gonna go save the world. Well, I, again, I guess that's the that's the leftovers from Justice League. Is okay. that Alfred. they're all working together now? Okay. It's like Alfred is the is the brain right. of the Justice League, and he tells them all where to go and what to do, and yeah. apparently they'll have communicating watches or yeah. something. I don't know. So, but Barry, so, and let's let's, let's talk about this for a second, because Barry needs his bagel, or whatever he ordered, his yep. special peanut yeah. butter and jelly jam bagel. Yep. Because this, he has, because he's running all the time so fast, right. speed force, Right, his metabolism. Yeah, he just needs to fuel. He needs fuel, otherwise he can't be powered. And I don't remember if that's something they mentioned in the. Is that a comic book thing? Yeah, that's that's okay. that's a that's a thing that's kind of been built into the Flash. Like he's all, he needs to be eating. He uses a lot of calories to use yeah. his powers, and so okay. he, he needs to like Keep maintain eating. a, a superhuman level of calorie intake in right. order to do his his thing. Sure. Um, which makes sense because metabolism is. Yep. I mean, it doesn't I don't know if it makes sense, but it's th there's but some. They established that it. early on, yeah, and that right. comes into play. Very much comes into play. So there's a big opening number, and in action movies like this, you know, the big opening number is meant to do what? It's a. It's meant to show you what the characters can do. It's meant to introduce you to their powers, especially in right. superhero movies. It's meant to 
just kind of sh- let the filmmakers and special effects workers kind of sh- kind of flex their muscles a little bit for you before they kind of get into exposition and slower dialogue scenes. It's like, let's get you excited about this movie. Right? Yeah. So the sequence is, it's like a hospital that's going to blow up or it's sinking into the city, like a sinkhole kind of. And these are just bad guys. Generic, bad, generic guys. bad guys driving a Hummer. They steal like a virus or something from the hospital that can, never comes that, into play. That can cause a pandemic or something. Right. They start driving off. So Bruce Wayne, Batman, played by Ben Affleck. Yeah, Batfleck. Who at first I wasn't even sure that was Ben Affleck. <laughs> it probably was a CGI person most of the time. Yeah. But, um, He's chasing them in a motorcycle. So bad guys are going away in the Hummer. Batman's chasing them in the motorcycle. Meanwhile, the flash, the hospital's like crumbling and collapsing. Yeah. Alfred sends the Flash to the hospital to try to save the building, save the people, just you know, uh, plug up the holes basically. Yeah. And so, so we, we get like okay. a two-sided action sequence where Batman's doing a chase scene, and the Flash is going to show you the super speed. Right. Effects and I didn't. Movie. So Ben Affleck comes out on the the Bat Cycle. Yeah, and I thought the Bat Cycle that was. I'm trying to look for a positive when I can find it, and so I thought that was kind of fun to watch. Oh, I thought it was great. I thought Bat the, cycle, the yeah. specifically Ben Affleck's whole part of that action sequence and yeah. Batman's whole part of it. I thought it was really good. I yeah. thought the physicality of the Bat Cycle and the chase looked really good. Yeah, I thought they made Batman look cool, and I feel like he never really looked that cool to me in any of the other. Yeah, no, ben this Affleck, might have been Batman. the best use of Ben Affleck. His armor, like they're still doing the bulky Batman thing, yeah. but it's it's a little slimmed down. His armor is not as big and heavy, right? And so he's a lot more agile. He still has this very sculpted cowl that yeah. has like a lot of pig nose, a lot of, of yeah, kind of scowl, a scowling face, yeah. kind of, um, which looks kind of funny close yeah, up. But so but his... in general, he looks cool. He's whipping around. He's yeah. using the grappling hook. I thought, it, like I was saying a minute ago, like. It's a broad daylight chase scene, yeah, and I think it helps. It helps you see all the action. It's not just Batman swooping around in the shadows, but right. like I'm like, oh, like he's a superhero, and it looks it looks cool. Um, and I, there's a moment with uh, at the end of that chase when the Hummer goes over the edge, and he has to catch the guy and hold on to the briefcase, whatever. And as he's falling, normally in a Batman movie, and I guess I'm thinking we just watched a couple of weeks ago Batman yeah. from 1989 with Michael Keaton, which turns out to have been. Uh, good foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, but usually when Batman uses the grappling hook, watch any cartoon, any movie, when he pulls the thing off his belt, there's a tight zoom in on the hand and the grappling gun thing, you know, and he pulls the trigger and it shoots, and then there's a shot up where the hook wraps around sure. a gargoyle or something. Yeah. And then he goes up. But this one, they, they were, the camera stayed up on the bridge. Batman dove off the end, and then the grappling hook shot up and caught the bridge all while the camera stayed on the bridge. Oh. And so he was almost down to the water shooting back up. And so it's just a different angle on a move you've seen a thousand times. You and I was it? like, that looks cool. Yeah, yeah. like that, that was – it looked really slick. It was more yeah. Spider-Man-like than – but it, but it was done without as many cuts as I feel like it's usually done with. Right. Um, it's not just showing like the little tactile gunfires hook attaches. It actually yeah. shows. Anyway, I thought they did a really good job with that sequence. Meanwhile, though, the Flash is back at the hospital. Yeah, we need to talk about that. <laughs> it's this is it's a really interesting introduction to a character and his powers. Yeah. Because it's a terrible um, scene. Can you describe what the is it even clear what's happening in the hospital? Um, it's crumbling. It's crumbling. They yeah. wanted to, I guess, maybe they stole this thing from yeah. the hospital, and then they had to and blow the hospital up. Also demolishing the hospital. So the hospital yeah. is crumbling, and Barry, 
uh, need, there's a nurse up there who's in the, like the babies. She's the with baby all the babies. Unit. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, the, apparently everyone else is out and, and Barry who's running low on calories cause he didn't get his bagel yet. That's right. <laughs> He's still waiting on that. Um, zoom does this thing. So here, maybe we should just pause for a minute to show, um, this movie does, and I can't remember if they did it in the other one, when Barry decides to use his speed, yeah, we kind of run with him. Did they do that in Justice League? Like, I, the cameras, we're moving with him and I zooming I think there around. is a scene in Justice League right. with, like, the evil <clears throat> Superman. Right. Or maybe, the, is it in Batman versus Superman? Or this is in Justice League? Yeah. All of these movies are mixed I, up. Yeah, okay. I think there are scenes with him so, using his speed powers, and things do move in slow motion. Okay, you well, the him. slow motion, I remember. I, I, right. I'm talking about when it felt like we were zipping through the streets with him. Oh, maybe not. Okay. To me, it looks... It looks with a little different of a color palette and some like more lightning effects. It's very similar to how the Fox X-Men movies did Quicksilver where yes. everything kind of freezes in slow motion and right. then he playfully runs around within it. Right. So they definitely just cribbed that right from, cause they're like, well, that's cool. Let's do a lot of yeah, that. So that's why so, he's going, so that's the effect. Either we're running like, really fast with the flash, like zipping around. Right, right. And then when he's going so fast, it actually slows down. Right. And we watch him kind of calculate. And so in this scene that we're yeah. watching within the, yeah. Oh, right out of the gate. Describe it. Hospitals crumbling, <laughs> nurses sliding out. And we're waiting. We're seeing like, oh my gosh, she's gonna fall from like many stories up through these really windows. high up. Yeah, yeah, and sure enough, she begins to fall. And then, what do you think? Half a dozen babies. Half a dozen little babies <laughs> fly out of the window. It's a very uncomfortable moment. In like onesies and caps. Yeah, blue and like pink. little babies. Yeah, you're so like, debris, oh my god, glass, it looks so sad and wrong and weird. Nurse. And they're falling in slow motion. And a, a dog. of babies. And a dog. It's absurd. And it's like, it so pushes the envelope of like, like, I guess in some way it's reasonable in that it's right. like, it's a hospital. There are like n- baby units and yeah. this, this would, could be a factor, but it's the visual of it is so bonkers. Yeah. And, and Had like they just pushing the envelope. Just a nurse and a baby would have been plenty. It has just. And yeah. maybe better. <laughs> it has it, had to have been it has definite like Deadpool energy, like that kind of humor. Like yeah. isn't this insane? Isn't this like a little too edgy? Yeah. Like that's let's a good slow, call. Let's slow mo have this scalpel float toward this baby and let me save right. it the right time. Let me grab this falling microwave right. and put a baby inside of In it. In the microwave. And close the microwave door. Right. To but he's save doing the his baby. Sherlock Holmes calculations. Of like seeing things, kind of he's right, doing right. the math, he's crunching the numbers right. before he does any move, and then like the first thing he does is go to the vending machine, which right. is also right. flying out. Yeah, and he crashes into that for a burrito. Because he needs the calories in he, order to, to do um, his thing. So he does yeah. all the math, and he knows the first thing I have to do is I got to eat some food, right? I'm yeah. not gonna be able to do my thing, right? And then he begins to save all of these babies in a very like bizarre but way. even like the idea of putting a baby in a microwave just as a concept yeah is so edgy so right. like so like right off the wall and like kind of makes you kind disturbing. of disturbing re- recoil yeah it's disturbing. um it's like they were going for a sense like 
I get what you're doing in this opening scene. Like you're trying to establish the movie's sense of humor. But I would say from that point on, the movie does not have that sense of humor. It's not constant, bizarre, like off-putting, off-color, inappropriate jokes. That's not the tone of the movie at all. But for some reason in that opening sequence, that was the tone of the joke was, let me juggle these babies and move things around and put one in a microwave and save them all. And like, look, I did it all while eating candy bars. And I have to imagine that was because, you know, the Flash, you want to see him, you know, juggle a bunch of different things. These are the babies. And it does... Here's something that's just an observation about the movie as a whole that I didn't like at first, but then I appreciated by the end, which is that a lot of things happen that are just strange and don't make sense. And then things are explained later or the rule is introduced later. Why? And then you think back and go like, oh, it makes sense that that was that way because. So what was that? For example, when he's saving all these babies that are falling. Yes. He doesn't touch any of the babies. He's like throwing things and it seems like he's doing, it's like, why don't you just grab all the babies and get out of there? But he's doing all this elaborate like Rube Goldberg bouncing of other objects to collect all the babies. And he says later when he's teaching, we haven't gotten here yet, but when he's teaching his other universe, Barry, (laughs) how to use the flash powers, he says, you can't touch people. You can't move them at hyperspeed because when he does it in the Russian base later, he starts throwing up because it messes with their bodies. Gotcha. So when you're when you're trying to rescue people at super speed, you can't actually just grab people and take them with you because they get scrambled. Right. So you have to move the things around them instead of moving them. And so then you think back in that initial scene, like, oh, that's why that, didn't you just snatch all these babies? Right. It's like, oh, he says later. That's movie, why you put that kid you, in the microwave. You can't do that. Right. Right. So it doesn't it doesn't quite add up beautifully but it, right. the movie i felt like was constantly doing that where barry later in the movie or somebody later in the movie says something offhandedly that then explains why that thing you thought was a plot hole or thing you thought was a weird thing it's like oh i guess that makes sense with the movie's own logic right. eventually once we get to it there's right. a lot of things like that with the time travel where i was thinking like oh doesn't that break the time travel rules they already established yeah, earlier but then so someone messy. says a line later that kind of tries to cover the tracks of the yeah. thing that was weird so there's a lot of explanation yeah. after the fact which i think i prefer to over explaining ahead of time i don't like a lot of expository like let me let me talk you through everything yeah. before we see it but yeah. It also felt like, well, rather than go back and make that scene better, let's just add a line later in the movie that kind of solves the problem. But it was, yeah, so... So I'd say this opening sequence with Barry rescuing all the babies, and then the next few scenes before we start the time traveling, um, I would say are the worst parts of the movie. Would you agree with that that gut take? Um, They're not good. Okay. Now you might think all the movies, but I think I think after um, we get through that opening sequence and there's a little more exposition, Barry's learning about his father. He's going back. He concocts this time travel plan. All of that stuff includes most like a lot of most of the dialogue in that whole first half hour is horrible. Um, the se- the action sequences we've seen, the Batman stuff is cool, but then like we have a weird cameo by Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman that was totally unnecessary. Right. There's a things. little humor. There's there. a little jokes the that truth, maybe are funny. The lasso of truth or whatever. But I it's think not the great. first half hour is pretty rough, and it and, and I was like, oh no, this movie's real bad. But then after that, just to show my hand a little bit, I thought the movie was pretty solid after that, with 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 a with a gripe here or there, but I felt like. The major, like I would say, two thirds of this movie is to me anyway. 
I was pretty happy with. I was like, this is pretty good. Or at least it was, it met my expectations of like, this is fun. You know, I wasn't okay. like just hating every part of it. All right. Yeah. There, all that was at the beginning. And then I felt like, ooh, we got through that rough patch. Now yeah. we're just moving. We're having fun. I continued to be, I definitely, the beginning is, is bad. And then I've continued to have a lot of just mixed kind of feelings, but mostly bad. <laughs> so you never quite recover. I never quite recovered because, and I don't know if we're going to talk about everything of the movie or we should just go through like, at this point, maybe should we go to try to find, here's a couple things, you know, thinking we got that first half out of the way. So what are some of the things from then on you liked? And I'll try to search for something and then okay. we can just go. Here's all the other things okay. I didn't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me I'll start by just I'll put putting a button on how bad the beginning was. And I cuz I jotted down several lines of dialogue from the beginning. Yeah, I'm like this one. is so bad and that kind of writing it was present occasionally after the beginning, but most from in the beginning. So um just we I noticed this in Operation Fortune, not to make everything always a comparison to Operation Fortune, but what one of my Operation main Fortune? my main writing gripes of that movie is there's so much like repetitive dialogue, like line to line, like why are characters saying the same thing using the yeah. same words over and over again? It's annoying. It's like I could I could write better than that. I could do better, right? Yeah. Like that's how I feel and I yeah. sincerely. Or just say nothing. Or just say nothing. But like Barry's like he's like arguing with Alfred over the intercom thing when he's rescuing things at the hospital and he says something like I've come to accept that I'm the janitor but I've you know I've come to accept this like he says it twice really fast he says I've come to accept that I'm the janitor but you know I've come to accept this and then he keeps talking it's like he's like he's kind of fumbling through the line and they just left it in um that kind of thing and then Alfred's on the other end he's like if if my calculations are correct in history will prove that they usually are like the hospital's about it's like why why is it so overwritten like just 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 having to say like the hospital's being destroyed yeah um then there, there was something that kept happening. This is a broader writing comment that really bothers me whenever I see it in TV or movies. And it's when characters who don't know something like have like superhuman knowledge about the rest of the movie. Yeah. So like a character will say something that's like that they shouldn't have the knowledge to say because they weren't in that other part of the movie when that makes sense to say. So for example... Gotcha. He, when he does finally get to work after the hospital's rescued, he goes, oh, right, he's yeah. like encountering his boss. Yeah, I hated his work friends. And his boss, the work friends are horrible. The boss is giving him like a dressing down, like you're late again, you're going to be an intern forever or whatever, whatever. Yeah. The boss says something to him like, you need to focus your motion, which is a, stu- no one in the history of the world has ever said that to anybody. But clearly it's like a, fl- it's like referring to his powers. Like right, it's, yeah. a, it's foreshadowing sure. him being in control of his powers yeah. later in the movie. But, but it's like, why would you force his boss character right. who doesn't know he's the Flash to use a, a weird phrasing in order to set up yeah. something later in the And then movie? they make him sound like he doesn't do anything at this job. Like he's a peon, go get coffee. And then the next thing you cut to is him doing something what looked like really important. <laughs> yeah, that is, it isn't like he's, he's a whiz kid, but he's also right. everybody thinks he's you're like, you're never going to make it here. <laughs> right. Now go put your lab coat on and do some scientific stuff <laughs> and have your goofy friends get you out of there. Yeah. Um, and then you have a lot of like really heavy handed. This this is painful throughout the movie, but a lot of like really heavy handed lines where someone's like, let me tell you the moral of the movie in this line. 40 minutes into it right? yeah that was yeah so the mom like line. yeah the yeah. mom they're like there's a flashback when barry's kind of thinking Not back on problem. how his parents yeah his mom right his mom goes 
but you know, Barry, not every not every problem has a solution. Sometimes you just have to let it go. And, and then it's like, might as well wink at the great, camera. Great. Yeah, right, just say it straight Thanks, into the camera. Mom. And then people repeat those lines throughout the movie to yeah. each other. Like he repeats that to I thought the um, early family stuff was really bad. Yeah, though I do like Ron Livingston. Yeah, I do. I thought he was good when he first was talking on the phone from the prison. I'm yeah. like, he's good. He's he's doing this well. Yeah. He was a little hokier later on when it was supposed yeah. to be like the chummy good times. Yeah. But um, I thought he was he was good. But he's barely he's barely in the movie. Right. Um, Bruce Wayne says to Barry like, um, when, Ben before, Affleck, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne, which is worth clarifying because there are multiple Bruce Waynes in the movie. Oh, more than you know. Ben Affleck is. Um, Right before Barry decides to time travel and Barry's pitching this idea, like, I can go back in time. I can save everyone. I can save your parents, Bruce. And then he's like, you want to go get a bite to eat? Like, you want to go? And Bruce says, not this time, maybe some other time. Which, first of all, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. You wouldn't, you would say not this time or you would say maybe some other time. You wouldn't say not this time, maybe some other time. Why would you yeah. say time? It's just a weird, it's just a weird line. But the reason it's weird is because they want, they want it to have resonance in the movie. Right. Because time is maybe important. some other time is like maybe in maybe another not universe, in this universe, maybe Barry. in another timeline. Like that comes up later. Maybe in some and other And Barry universe. even says the exact same pair of lines to the other Barry later in the movie. He says, not this time, maybe some other time. Oh. So it's like, they're clearly, they're trying to set up these moments of weighty line yeah. but it's just like it feels awkward in the original Stupid. moment you could just say one or the other well we talked about babe pig in the city where and this is a funny comparison but like there's very subtle foreshadowing of stuff yeah. later in the movie right you have like the inflatable jacket yeah, yeah, and the airplane yeah. the inflatable pants at the end of the movie it's like a nice subtle nod yeah. um to to like imagery you'll see later but this is like and but it made sense in the airplane it made sense for right. mrs hoggett to be fumbling with the airplane sure stuff. she's never been on a plane before right but it doesn't. It's weird to like force a line into Bruce Wayne's mouth. Right. That doesn't make sense for him to say. Just so you can have a payoff yeah. later where Barry repeats the line and it's supposed to have gravitas because it's been repeated. It's yeah. just like, it's it's painful. Like the similar choice, yeah. but just the difference is huge between you know executions there. So that was very frustrating. So that's again a lot of that was near the beginning of the movie for me. And then I feel like everything, a lot of stuff improved. Not everything improved. It's not perfect. But I feel like a lot of it improved after that first half hour. So after the setup was over with. No. You don't think so? Tell me something good about the movie. Tell me Um, something you liked. You don't have to. If your take uh, is that this is a pile of garbage. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't want to be, like, um, sadly, I feel like it kind of confirmed a lot of what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, I didn't mind seeing Michael Keaton as Batman again, but most of it I didn't like because, so I'm trying to say, if we're going to, do we want to stick to positive so I can hold on what I didn't like about it? Sure. Um, so, but like seeing him again. Okay. Um, and I will say, I guess there were a couple lines while I, the, um, what, what, what do we want to call the other Barry, the alternate Barry? Uh, we'll call him Barry Two. Okay, Barry Two. So pretty annoying, out of the gate, but then. But I, you find Ezra Miller annoying in general. In general, yeah, yeah. And then I will say it was interesting because <laughs> then Ezra the the Ezra Miller, I felt like the the one who Barry One Barry One <laughs> was an is annoying. Yeah, and then. When he meets up with his other self, he allows the other Barry to become more annoying. 
Yeah. And like, just be now you're the annoying one. Right. He's the and, adult and in the room. And I'm going to play the straight character. You're going to be right. all this that I just was before I time traveled back. No, because I feel like they are different characters. Like he was kind of a fumbling, nervous guy. I feel True. like in his timeline, and this guy was a confident idiot. You know, it's Kinda. like like it's similar. I see it's similar energy, yeah. but it, I feel like it was a different personality. I don't know. They, I didn't. It was too much. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm still searching for positive. So okay. Here, here's here's a positive. I thought there were a couple funny lines. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. A couple from Barry. Barry two. With Barry, I'm sure you jotted some of these down. I laughed out loud multiple times. It got they're genuinely funny. <laughs> but lines. there was a couple they're surprising funny. Like lines. I'll give you two, like okay. that I think were maybe like funny. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes there were the lines were mentioned, and you're like, this is obviously now a very serious situation. Like you can't, yeah. you gotta. What? Yeah, we're not jokey right now. We can't, right. and it, it was strange to see even like when they're battling, like watching people die yeah. on the battlefield they still had some of this clunky yeah. banter back and forth and i sure. get it that's who they are right and they we've established that but i'm like at some point and then it works it way toward them finally getting a little more serious between the two sure when it gets to the more emotional beats of the movie but um yeah i would say that there was a couple times i was like oh it was kind of funny yeah, you don't uh, want to say. Do you remember them, or you just feel like? Um, well, you met you made a big stink out of when. Um, and I thought this was you laughed it's out funny, loud. It's funny. So when they <laughs> are back in time, or he's back in Barry Two's world, and where Barry Two is eighteen and his mom is still living, and they go to they're looking for Superman and they're looking for help and they're looking for Batman. And this is when we come upon uh, the old uh, yeah. Wayne Manor. Wayne Manor. Yeah. It's like big wrought what is iron the specific gate line, though? and vines are all over. The, it's like very smoky and yeah. graveyardy. And as they're walking up to the house from the front gate to the front door, uh, Barry too just goes, what is this, hell? Yeah. <laughs> right. And I get that kind of work. It made me laugh. It was, it it was, was kind of funny. And yeah. he is like he's being dragged into this thing that is unexplainable. Right. And it's just an absurdly gothic setting all of a sudden. Right. So yes. it's just a joke at like, did we just walk into like a cartoon graveyard, right. old mansion, haunted house? Like Correct. that's kind of the. Now, what, I did not like how now? we find Michael Keaton. You don't like the ascots? <laughs> he, he wears a good neck neck scarf in every and the, yeah, in most he does. scenes. He wears yeah. it a lot. I yeah. didn't like that he was this homeless guy rummaging around his kitchen like he was Tarzan in the jungle. You didn't like that fight scene when they introduced him, the kitchen fight? I didn't fight? like Kent. I didn't like that he <laughs> he was all... I thought he was good. Like he had never... He didn't know shaving cream and mirrors existed. Like he's... he's I felt like he... he would, he's, hang up, he's hung up the cape and cowl. He's well, not I get that, that but anymore. I felt like you just... That could be true. Now you yeah. just are living as if things don't... I felt like a... He was I, in his kitchen making pasta. Strangers walk into the mansion. No, he the, hides in the cupboard. The house... Naturally. <laughs> the house was so... It looked like a post-apocalyptic, like zombies no, was, had run through no, his house. it was lived in. Yeah, no, I know, but his flip-flops laying around. He because he hid shoe, in the cupboard. He has one shoe on. Uh, you're not He's giving He's all credit. mangy. No, no, no. I didn't no. like it at all. I was like, oh... You look, thought he should just be all clean like, cut? It's going to be Wayne. I Am Legend here. What? Yeah, but he's they gotta they gotta have him. You know, no, it's the a, house is a mess. Yeah, it, it just didn't work for me. I I think it's it's a trope of adventure movies to have a grizzled character with a beard oh, yeah. who shaves. They did this in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. True. 
You you have him grow a long beard. They come and they shave it off, and now he's ready for action again. He's yeah. back to his old right. self, right? Yeah. This is a normal move. Was, Robin Williams in Jumanji. He comes out of the the game. Yeah. He goes. He shaves the shaves his yeah. face. He's now he's maybe Robin they felt Williams. like they had to do it. He comes out all grizzled, and now he's I no, let me stupid. shave up. I'll be I'll be Bruce Wayne one more time for yeah. you guys. He has the haircut. He has the hair from the 1989 after he cuts it. Yeah, it's the kind of same shape and haircut. Yeah. of his old, not blonde. His old you, self. You had it pegged as it blonde. It looked blondish in the trailer to me, it's, but but it's clearly gray yeah, yeah. in in the movie. Sure. Yeah, that was so. maybe me. All right, me. Here's another funny line. Okay, another I, funny line. That's the only other line I've written down. So and I maybe might this is the other one I was thinking of. He they're trying to. There's a. First of all, there's a scene kind of the middle of the movie where he's in Barry Two's world and he's trying to just get his bearings and they see that General Zod is attacking this Earth in the same way General Zod attacked Earth back in Man of Steel. Yeah. So he's like, oh no, it's happening in this universe too. We've got to stop it. I know. I'll just call up all the Justice League again. So he's trying to find them all. Yeah. And he's running into these roadblocks like, oh, Superman doesn't exist in this world or this character doesn't, Wonder Woman doesn't exist yet yeah. in this world. Or they haven't they haven't revealed themselves, um, and then he calls. He looks in the phone book and he finds the phone number for Thomas Curry, uh, who is Arthur Curry, Aquaman's oh, that, dad. That, that, yeah, so this he was calls, a funny moment. Calls, this may be the, one of the funniest parts. Yeah, of the movie. he calls the lighthouse, and the guy, uh, the guy who plays Thomas Curry, which is the same guy who plays Boba Fett in the in the Star Wars TV yeah. shows right now. He answers the phone, and then Barry's like, "Is this Thomas Curry?" He's like, "Yes." And Thomas Curry lives in a lighthouse. He's like, "Yes." He's like, "Is your is Arthur there?" And he's like, "You want to talk to my dog?" And like, they the camera cuts to the dog because yeah. the dog's name is Arthur, and Arthur Aquaman doesn't exist. And he's like, "What? You're Thomas Curry, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, Thomas Curry." He's like, "You live in a lighthouse?" He's like, "Yep." Yeah. He's like, "You you you married the the uh, princess or queen of Atlantis?" And then the camera turns around. It shows this woman like watching TV, and then there's all a good long beat, and then he kind of turns back to the phone, and then he's like, "Uh." Uh, no. <laughs> well, it shows uh, this uh, heavy set woman yeah, eating like potato really, chips on the couch. Yeah, it was you know? really funny. Yeah, and it whether was, or not that was, was Nicole good, Kidman, a, I didn't get a good look. A good so. long beat. Yeah, it was really That, that was moment, really actually, I will say, was, was funny. You laugh. Um, but I like that whole keyboard. I, I wrote in my notes called the keyboard scene because one of the Barry Two's roommates is playing a keyboard. So it's like doing background music while Barry's trying to think and come up with a plan and try to track down Batman. And the whole thing, like they're bickering and he's trying to think of the heroes that exist and he's running into all these roadblocks and the guy's playing the keyboard. Um, I thought that was really funny. Like one of the roommates has, I guess in this universe, Marty McFly uh, in Back to the... They refer to Back to the Future several times in the movie because it's it's clearly like sure. a similar plot line. Yeah. Uh, they... Marty McFly in this universe was played by Eric Stoltz, who's the guy who was first cast as Marty McFly so. and then famously they did some some filming with him but then replaced him for whatever reason with Michael J. Fox. But in this universe, Eric Stoltz proceeded with uh Back to the Future. So one of the roommates has Eric Stoltz's face tattooed yeah. um on his and he calls him Marty McThigh because he's on his is tattooed on his leg, but he's tattooed in his calf. Right. And Barry one is like that's that's not your thought. And so it's, it's a right. series of fast it's not jokes. Bad. Um, I no, mean, like, no so big belly I mean, laughs, that gave me the vibe. Fun then. scene. I felt is like it was Barry too just on drugs all the time with his friends. Like that was the vibe of that. Yeah, room. he kind of has pothead, pothead vibes. Right. That's for sure. what they're doing for sure. He does his like dolphin laugh. He always is like kind of, kind of giggling like a yeah. dolphin. Uh, that's the, that apparently is right. how they decided to make him. Sound. But he's seen right, and maybe he was 
Ezra was just trying to bury two is just to distinguish. Yeah, you need to make them distinct, right? Right, um, or else it does just become. But this, I don't know. Maybe that character just is lost on me. Yeah, the stone, I, the stoner I, dude. I appreciate that. Um, other good things, uh, specifically, can draw it. Is it? Is am I forcing you? Do they not exist? I think I mentioned. <laughs> I, th- I think I covered the good. <laughs> I, think the I good covered things. it. Um, um, I I liked... maybe you'll say something and I can be like oh that wasn't bad okay so let me let me say this about the special effects of the movie I as I said earlier I think they're leaning pretty hard at least in that first opening sequence and maybe a couple other slow motion moments they're leaning hard on the Quicksilver special effects from the X Men the Fox X Men movies yep um, but there are other speed effects that to me at least I thought were novel and looked cool like the time traveling effect i think is cool like when he when he just run, he runs so fast in a straight line that he kind of breaks through his universe he's in like a bubble and then he appears in this like refracted kind of kaleidoscope coliseum kind of thing almost and from there he can like pick points in the timeline to jump into i thought that was kind of a cool effect it reminded me of quantum mania when ant-man is shrinks down so far and he's in that yeah. place and there's a bunch of like copies of himself oh, and i right. remember thinking in that moment like oh this is going to be a cool trippy thing and it ended up being kind of lame they all just like stack into a cheerleader right. pyramid and grab the thing it's oh, stupid right, yeah um but but in this movie i felt like oh that's a new way to visualize something that was kind of mind-bending a little bit um, and I thought it was, I thought it was neat. It wasn't just, you know, this time travel always has to look one way or another in, in movies. And I felt like, well, it's a new way of, it's a new way of doing it. And it's a very visual way of doing it. Um, and that becomes a location that gets revisited that kind of space between right. time a, as the movie goes on and it gets expanded on. Right. Um, but I like that. I thought that was a cool effect. I also just like in general when he was running. I like when he's running really fast at speed through things. Not. I don't really care for the slow motion stuff just because I feel like I've seen that trick before. But right. I like when he's just like ripping through the streets just as like a lightning bolt flying around like that. Okay. I thought those effects were handled pretty well. Okay. Um, they seem cool to me. So that's something I can, I can throw out there. Um, I liked. I liked the visiting of the original Batcave. I think this. I, I we said something about do you need to watch Batman a couple weeks ago to see the Flash and I will report back and I will say it does help quite a bit because they like remake the Batcave it's like the Batmobile's in the right. same position the openings and doorways are in the same did you places. like it when he finds the the little bag with that has Jack Nicholson's yep. laugh I like, you like the little laugh I mean it's bag. a little nod at the audience yeah I liked. I liked all those things. I liked um, I liked the computers. I liked the bats taking off and flying out. I like how the bat wing like lowers through the opening. I liked um, I think the main thing I liked about the Michael Keaton Batman thing is you actually get to see him fight. And that was a comment I think I made about the original Batman and some of the reviewers we looked at made, which is the nature of the costume, nature of the times or whatever. In 1989's Batman, he just kind of shows up. And he says, right. like, he says, like, I'm going to get you villain. And then it's kind of over. Like, right. you don't really see him do much. But you actually get to see, like, a CGI Keaton, you know, right. fight people in the bat suit. And it looks cool. I'm like, oh, he's like a skilled fighter. Yeah. Like, it sells me on it. That had a reverse effect on me. Oh. Yeah. Really? While it was cool. I thought it was cool. I couldn't get past. He can't do that. Because <laughs> he, too, he's too old. Oh, come on. Like, I don't buy it for one minute. 
that that scraggly old man, that no, cave dweller. He shaved. It doesn't matter. He's good now. I was like, and all of a sudden no. you're going to do the slickest Batman moves I've ever seen. Yes. No. Yep. He throws I the thought cape. it was like, and then a quick cut to him in the thing. So, Well, like I thought it's visually the nods were good. Like he kind of extends the cape and the silhouette right. looks the same as it did in the old But this is also or... suggesting he hasn't done any bat things in a long time. Yeah. And then just... He, it's like riding, it's hat. like riding a bike. I was. It, I like when it, they. I I didn't like it. <laughs> I like when they they. Eject, I would have rather yeah. see him swing and fall. Like <laughs> oh, I still don't got it. I just like like I a think, fat Thor. I Give me that. They enjoyed and they let themselves have these little touches that are just fun little things. Like it's not right, is it? If you stop and think about, is this an old man fighting? Is that possible? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But if you just enjoy the fun of it, I think they let themselves have fun with it. Where it's right. like, let's watch Michael Keaton. Did both kick of butt. the Batman lines land for you? I was okay with the I'm, second one. I was okay with let's get nuts. You were. I, I made sense in the scene. Oh. What didn't make sense is for him to come down and say, I'm Batman. Because at that point, they already knew he was Batman. Uh, and then Barry 2 faints as if it's a shocker. I know. It's like, we already you already established that he's Batman. Yeah, I think we you knew. knew that. So Maybe it's just because you see him in the getup. It seems like know. it's for the trailer alone. Like, it, yeah. did no, it made no sense yeah. for him to say that in that I moment. thought the... I, but the let's get nuts worked for me. It was completely cringe line for <laughs> oh, me. Yeah. On. It was better delivered than the original At that point, I feel like, let's just hear... So I was waiting for them... <laughs> When he first had to lift Barry up to like, you know, Barry. So we should say Barry one um, in going back in time. And when Barry two gets his powers, Barry one loses his powers. And right. so is important plot point. And so Barry one really isn't a superhero. Doesn't have any super qualities for a majority of the film um, when they're back getting Batman and he has to teach Barry to how to do everything to be the superhero that he can't be. And, um, at one point Batman has to use his grappling hook to get him and Barry one up a wall. And I was wait. He asks him, he's like, how much you weigh? And I yeah. thought they were going to get the top. He goes, I thought he was going to say, no, oh, you weigh a bit, weigh a little bit more than yeah. that. Cause that's what he says to Kim Basinger oh. in the movie. I was like, that's a, that would have made sense. That would have yeah. been a perfect little way. Maybe it's on the editing room floor. I like that moment though, because yeah. it was like showcasing. I wondered the, the moment they were doing nods, like even subtle nods to how the other Batman movies, the Keaton Batman movies were shot, you know, like all the quick cuts of like, let me pull out this gizmo from the belt. That one, like in the quick snappy, yeah. like and kind the, of well, staccato music, you, we, movements. You went back to Batman land. Yeah, but I just mean, like, in the way they just showed him doing that, and then he's like, yeah. how much do you... Like, it was like, that looked and felt yeah. like a, a moment from yeah. the other Batman movies. So they're clearly, like I'm saying, they're having like fun he, with it. They're having fun with it. Was there an upgrade to his costume and all that you could tell? Yeah, no? I mean, it, it looked like his bit? neck wasn't... It might have been the Batman Returns, something closer, because I know that one, he had more neck right. movement okay. than the original Batman. So maybe it was somewhere in between those two. Um, but again, he's a, when he's fighting, he's got to be CGI. Yeah. A lot of the time. Do you so. have Do you have more good things to say or no? I've got great things to say. You do? Yeah. I, I think it's a fun... Here's my overall take if it's not clear. I think the first half hour of the movie is bad. Like actively bad. Like cringy, hard to watch bad. Like Operation Fortune bad. But then I think it's fun for like for most of the rest of it. I think most of the rest of it is fun. Now, the, if you try to take it seriously, nah, it's bad. But nah, it's not serious. Nah. It's just fun. I was not taking any of it serious. The um, <laughs> <laughs> the middle, like I I think, and a lot of like Dave said, a lot of I'm an, was annoyed by Ezra Miller in Justice League, and and to begin with, 
And uh, this, his alternate Barry Two's stoner personality didn't work on me as well. Yeah. Although it did hit a point where um, I was watching these two kind of navigate, and I, I was like okay with it. And I liked seeing Keaton again, even though I wasn't, you know, super impressed with how they how they found him and get, getting him back in the Batman thing. And when they go to when they go to find Supergirl or Kara yeah. or whoever, I was like, okay with that little kind of like rescue mission interaction. Yeah. Um, and some of the, you know, it was that part was kind of, I could say that, that was kind of fun to watch. Um, but I really didn't care for Kara at all. I thought she was awful. Yeah. Kind of a thin character. And then, yeah, I just couldn't get myself to care about her because they didn't have enough time to get, you know, yeah. like, I get that, but they wanted to do something to show you, Superman. Yeah. Um, but go, go, we'll get into because I want you to get through all of your goodness <laughs> before so you then crap you can join on me <laughs> on the badness. Okay. Let me let me just rattle off some random things. Now I think if there's a way to group all these things, it's just like this movie's having fun, or you know, there's good character moments and character beats. Um, like I like when the two berries are talking when they're first like meeting each other in the bedroom and they're just trying to like debrief about what's going on. I like that Barry one. He's just sitting there talking and his knee is bouncing up and down. Like he's, he's always the flash, right? He's always like twitchy and ready to move. And it's like, it's at that point he still has his powers and it's like, it's, I just think there are subtle little character portrayal moments that work. Are some of them cheesy? Sure. But like some of them are like, oh, it's a nice little touch. I like that. Like, I think he's a good physical actor. I think when he's running into the wall because he loses powers and he yeah. thinks he can phase and it just be- turns into like kind of a slapstick thing. It's I thought it was funny. I'm okay. like, okay, you're selling this. You know, you committed to this character. I think it's good. Um, Did you like the interaction when they first met? Like the um, back and forth. I mean, I agree dudisms. that Barry Two is annoying, but see, you're saying they're the same character. I think they're two pretty distinct. No, 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 no. I'm saying like that conversation, like, is, or is that still in the first half? Well, I guess that? my I, my position is Barry Two is annoying, but I think he's supposed to be annoying. Right. I'm saying just how they had him, like, not even annoying, but like, I'm getting to like. Isn't this just stupid? Like he's sitting there, like run around the room again, or you just think like that's uh, what no, an eighteen-year-old would do? No, I thought it was playful. Do. No, okay. I didn't. didn't right, that didn't right. irritate me. Um, so there's, I I liked a lot of the um the Batman stuff, especially later in the movie when you get to see some cool bat all right things in action. I like the upside down Batwing takeoff out of the Batcave. It's upside down. You see the skyline in reverse, and then it flips over. Oh yeah, I, did. I cool, remember that. Cool little touch. It's a moment. I like when. They eject from the Batwing when they're going in for the landing in their Siberian whatever, and as they're ejecting from the thing, it sh- the camera looks back up and the Batwing's <laughs> silhouetted in the moon. It looks like the Bat. Signal. Did you like that in the first Batman too? Yeah, I love when he, it. When out of nowhere, yeah, he hang he's time, in a hurry, hang time. He yep. has to fly right I by the moon. It. Oh, it's iconic. Um, I love love in the big final showdown fracas. <sighs> When, is there something to love in that scene? When it cuts to him flying in the Batwing, it's other things. Flash been fighting, all these people been fighting, okay. cars been fighting. Cuts to him in the Batwing, and the Batman theme starts playing. Oh, okay. And he starts like, like kind of X-wing fighter moves, like taking out ships, and, yeah. and it's it's really cool. I'm like, oh, the theme, the Batman theme from 1989. Like that's cool, a cool little touch. It's sort of like how when Wonder Woman appears in any movie ever, they play that <laughs> they play that loud Amazon Junkie music. XL, whatever that is, <laughs> but. 
it's stupid. Not, it's not as corny as that because it's like kind of mixed into the medley of the final battle. Yeah. It makes more sense than having that screaming Amazon sound. They and they do do that in this movie, yeah. by the way. That's that's in the movie. Um, I I uh, also really liked the whole Frankenstein scene where, and that's how I filed it away. It's like the Flash needs to get struck by lightning again to get powers, so they oh. construct. A chair with a kite that goes up into the thunderstorm, and Keaton's at the switchboard. Doctor Frankenstein trying yeah. to make the monster come back alive. Like Circus this is a movie fried. that kind of loves movies, right? This is clearly a Frankenstein homage. Sure. To me, there, um, I thought that was fun, and you know, cartoony in the what best. What do you think about Keaton's way. line there? Which when which line? Like, it's a very serious moment. He's kind of electrocuted. He's like, I think this just for the record. I think this is insane. I thought that was a stupid line. No, it's fine. It's stupid. It's not, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was unnecessary. It was filler. Yeah, it, it was wasn't. It wasn't necessary, but it wasn't actively bad to yeah. my, to my watching. It took me out of the scene. Um, but the best, the best moment of oh, I have the one movie other good for me is, and where I was felt the most kind of like childish excitement at what I was yes. watching was hear it. in the big final battle. They kind of go like, okay, let's kick butt. They the two flashes like high five or something. They they're gonna do the thing, and then the Raccoon Tours song "Salute Your Solution" starts oh, yeah. playing, which is Jack a White. great song. Um, and they just start so running song, around and we've fighting. About music before, and th- yeah. that song worked. It was perfect. It was so good. And then okay. they're running and they're like in perfect sync. And then they they kind of slide up against each other. Their heels, like their heels touch. That they was kick definitely off a Mario Luigi moment. I think my I think I might have teared up a little bit. It oh was so God. cool. I was like, oh, this is this is to me like the best moments of the superhero movies as a genre. And this is as someone who grew up reading a lot of comic books is right. when they find these moments to capture the magic. And part of the magic of the comic book page is like different characters doing things at the same time and kind of the collage of it all and just being kind of overwhelmed with all the things that are happening at once. And it's really cool. And it's really hard to capture. Yeah. And Avengers, like at the end of the scene I'm thinking of is there's a lot of it in Endgame and stuff, of course, but like the end of age of Ultron, when they're in that little room protecting yeah. the thing and they're all kind of fighting over each other's shoulders and yeah. Cap throws the shield and Blackwood and like, they're all fighting in perfect sync. Like you that's like a that? cool, that to me that's a very comic booky moment. Yeah, I can and see that. And is it childish and just you know pure sugar? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, but mm-hmm. it's cool. So um, I get kind of giddy. And so right when the two flashes are fighting mm-hmm. and the Rack Contours is playing, Jack White screaming, oh, the guitars are riffing. And is this movie trending in your Waterworld category? <laughs> um, and they start. I was like, this is cool. Like this is cool. You know, right. th- I, this feels cool to me. So I love. I love that. Okay. I was. They sold me. But again, it doesn't. It doesn't rescue all the other parts of the movie. I think some movies are, this is another kind of big summary comment. Some movies are like kind of the same quality all the way through, but I think this is definitely, and this is definitely a movie where like the beginning chunk of it feels like a, a much worse movie to me than like the, okay. the back two thirds. I'm like, that's, that's a markedly better movie. Is it perfect? No, but it's like, I think there are good parts of this movie, even some really good parts really fun and there are other parts that are just like Ugh, that was rough and it's a combination of those two things but to me i had enough fun where i'm like oh that was pretty fun you stayed awake so it's got a leg up on me i stayed awake <laughs> i did not fall asleep um you had some other chops to bust um, well i will say because we said this is a spoiler uh yeah. thing and i so here's two here's two good things but they're so brief 
they don't really make the movie. They can't. They're not enough to make a, a movie good. You don't want anyone uh, to be confused. That they you actually did. Like anything. They get some good cameos in, and Great so you cameos. get to see Nick Cage in a movie that never really happened. Yep. Uh, like as Superman, I got a kick out of that for a second. Yep. Um, and then at the very end, when you feel like Barry has put he put the tomato can back on the shelf, God bless his heart and save the world. It feels like he reset everything, and at the very end, he's talking to Bruce Wayne, who you expect is going to be Ben Affleck again, right? but it's not. There's been a second swap. It is from Batman and Robin, George Clooney, and I love that. Yeah. I thought, that, makes, I thought that was a good move. That's a, that's a moment, like I was saying earlier for me, when it's the movie explaining itself after the fact, because when Barry, he goes, he's like, I need to fix this, I need to set the world right. The whole time I'm thinking, didn't Michael Keaton with pasta explain how this doesn't work that way? Like, yeah. you can't just go back and reset. Whenever you time travel, you're creating, you're moving just to another Different noodle, even perpendicular noodle, right? Yeah. And so they're making this all out to be like, oh, if I just go move the, the can back in the grocery store that started this whole chain of events, right. then it just puts everything back to normal. Right. And so there, you have to kind of scratch your head at that. Like, how, how is he, didn't they kind of explain how this works differently? But then when it becomes clear that he decided to pull a second switcheroo to change the present again. Right. Um, it's like, well, of course this isn't going to work. Like it has to change right. something. We established that you can't do that. Right? right. And so then that, that George Clooney is the, the product yeah. of that yeah. fiddling is funny. Yeah. As bad as Batman and Robin is. And we, we deserve to rewatch that at some point. Just to, <laughs> we just deserve, to let it happen. We <laughs> but um, I do, I do like Clooney so much. I think he's, he can pull just about anything off. So even when he rolls up, I feel like, oh, that was a yeah, good move. The movie is better. I could for have had, you could have had, should have had more Clooney. Yeah. Should have had more Clooney. Could have had Val Kilmer. Could have wanted to stroll down the scene. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Chris anyway. O'Donnell just fl- flying by. Chris O'Donnell. Um, um, I, I, the thing I noticed that I didn't like that I don't think I mentioned is that there's several. This is like, it's not to the level of we need to digitally erase Henry Cavill's mustache. It's not that bad, but it is bad. There are a lot of like CGI faces in this movie. Yeah. Like people are in in scenes that you wouldn't expect they would be necessary. Right. It's just like these two people are having a conversation in the middle of this battle and one of their faces is clearly a CGI face yeah. talking. And it must have been some like after the fact like we need to get these lines in this person's mouth yeah. kind of thing. And it looks rough. And there's yeah. several scenes where people's faces or like their lower jaws, whatever you can see through the yeah. mask, is just replaced with like a CGI mouth. And it's really bad. It's yeah. like, oh, this is this is kind of showing the seams here in a way that's right. like, why did why why do this? Yeah. You know, better just have characters not talk than try to make them say exactly. things they didn't. Well, take a lesson need from Operation Fortune. <laughs> right. Less is more. Um But I so you yeah. said that you felt like the movie started bad and got started better. bad well to me it started like kind of unclear about what it was like the movie starts the very first thing we see he's in that little bakery coffee shop sure. whatever he's about to start running he decides he has to go save the day because alfred calls him he I starts to say, run i did like how they handled the title yeah there. the title card starts coming up and then these these fans on the sidewalk yeah. yell at him and the title card disappears yeah and then he has a conversation with them and then it comes back up so i'm like okay this movie has a sense of humor right. this movie is kind of a meta story that's right. aware of itself as a superhero movie it bothered me a little bit that he let the candy bar hit him in the head and then he knows he needs that candy bar for energy. Yeah. And he's the Flash. He is the Flash. He didn't have enough time to pick that candy News bar. News Flash. Up to eat it he is the Flash. And take off. Yeah. So, anyways, um, 
okay so for me i would say the movie started like oh my god this is going to be a complete train wreck and it it the i will say i thought based on the trailer the berry one berry two stuff i was going to absolutely hate yeah like i was gonna hate it and it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be oh, and, and i got a couple laughs out of their exchanges and yep. the lines you mentioned um enjoyed the cameos most of them for the uh, and seeing keaton again because i do love michael keaton yeah um so it got a little better in the middle and then it got awful for me because i cannot i'm so done with these big battles at the end like yeah. bringing zod back in and i like the actor who plays zod who, who do we? I can't think of his Michael name. Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah. And he's, I feel like he's so good. And I felt like he was good as Zod in this, I guess. Yeah. And in Man of Steel, I don't know if you were awake for that part. Uh, I vaguely, <laughs> vaguely remember. Yeah. Uh, but I woke it up just for the seemed end. like such, like, oh, we got to destroy Zod. And here's all Zod's henchmen. And I know you need things to fight. You have a lot of people that have to do things. But I just felt so like, I just don't care about this battle at all. Well, ultimately, the movie doesn't care about it either, right? No. They kind of they kind of wash their hands of right. it and move the problem somewhere right. else. Um, so it also maybe is boring. And I don't even think you needed. They didn't even need to get. I mean, I get Kara was kind of in the movie because Zod had to have some reason to come back or something. Yeah. And I get you want you're showcasing all these other alternate versions of people. Right. Here's a great chance to bring in the female superhero. Right. Um. But I was just felt like, yeah, like you said, there wasn't much for her to do, and she was sort of yeah. expressionless and always. Yeah, she's like a very a little... stoic kind of flat character. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, just, okay, yeah. um, but really wants to, okay, I gotta kill Zod or whatever, and so, right. and then it's just so it. You mentioned Quantum Mania too, and how they handled the. I thought it's interesting because how are you gonna handle time travel? And I get where are you gonna peel off, but all of that is, I don't know if it's just too chaotic for me like too busy yeah. like where am i i mean i'm just I, in a yeah. cgi yeah. bubble and yeah. what's going on and then yeah. i will say that the time travel stuff doesn't make sense this isn't a movie that has like nailed a time travel exp- it's no. it's full of contradictions and stuff and just kind of embraces right. it, it is multiverse but it's almost like ultra universe which it's, i guess is right. what the it's multiverse kind of, is it is i would say it's more of a time travel movie until the very end right. it gets kind of multiversal but it's right. i wouldn't call it a multiverse movie yeah. in the way that across the spider versus okay. or um yeah the other others yeah. we've seen recently. and i was asking you about d so maybe we're trying to give the li- maybe the listeners at home some kind of context here a little bit so for me in the in this dc world we explained at the beginning for me and even though i would also say right here now it's not a great movie but for whatever reason i aquaman is my front runner in this universe okay <laughs> i'll just whatever, get it i want to get a take on that and for whatever reason um and um and i would say the bottom of this universe is justice league for for me i that was like i it was just such a train wreck for me okay um and the flash is not aquaman and it's not uh justice league so it's a wide berth you're giving (laughs) i'm saying (laughs) it's um i'm trying to figure out like uh i i would say i like the flash more than wonder woman 84 Oh, that's an insult to me. But I, it sounds well, like you like this movie quite a bit less. Than 84 80, which is, so is garbage to me. Garbage. And Justice League is below garbage. So this is one, <laughs> this is this is one step slightly above, garbage. above garbage. Slightly right. above garbage. All right. All right. Okay. Um, I, didn't, I mean, I again, like I think Wonder Woman is better. 
I it's still, just, I would, I think Wonder Woman is my, would it be at the top of the DCEU for me? Uh, I think the first Wonder Woman is still better, but I think this, this is, this is up there near it. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not, I can't think of other movies that would be above it to me right. in the DCEU. Do we grade movies? Do we rank? Th- we need some system, I feel, to give the folks at home. The system we've been using for the wheel is I try to describe to the viewer when I think they should watch the movie and what context. I think I said for either Plane or Operation Fortune. <laughs> Don't. I think for playing, I said watch it on a weekend on cable, like when you see it when you're scrolling through channels. Yeah. Like it's it deserves that much of your time. Yeah. Uh, Ethic Operation Fortune, I said, uh, not only not to watch it, but actively disrupt anyone trying to watch it to make sure that All they right. don't. This movie, I feel like, I feel like here's my pitch for the flash and you probably will disagree with me. Maybe you'll agree with me. My pitch for the flash is when it comes out inevitably on HBO max or just max these days, when it comes out on max Max. and you either have, or can borrow somebody's HBO account information, you, you pull (laughs) this up and you just kind of skip to the good parts. You go like, let me see that scene. Let me, flash, see let me watch some. Michael, let me watch some Michael Keaton fighting. Okay, like because it's not. You don't need to sit and watch a two no. hour plus whole movie. But yeah, it's they're good. Too. I think there are good parts. And will you miss some jokes as you're scrubbing through the video? Yeah. Will you miss some little things as you're scrubbing through that I think are little gems? Yeah. That are that are that are funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can probably watch kind of the action sequences. You can watch. You know. You can get the gist of it. You're not going to miss anything for the future because, as far as we understand, these movies are done. So, like um, this universe isn't. So, you're not really, you don't need to be so invested that you catch every little line in reference. No. You can just watch some of the sequences and see, you're like, oh, yeah, that is a silly baby sequence. That's really off the wall. Or, right. Go watch Michael Keaton flying around in the Batwing and that whole battle sequence. Maybe that'd be a fun seven minutes for right. you. I think that's a reasonable approach to this. So movie. if regular TV still exists out there and the Flash is on, you could just pick it up at any point. Well, no, because there are points you would. I would say don't pick it up if it's starting at the beginning. Just you wait. See babies falling out. Wait of the half hospital, an hour and then come back it. later. Yeah, that that'd be my pitch. But yeah. I think there's good stuff in. It. I guess okay. that's my overall take. Because it's not a good movie, but it has good. It has good stuff and okay. has fun. So it sort stuff. of lived up to it's what good you and thought. Fun. I think yeah. we kind of predicted where we would land. With I said this. it could be. It could be not bad. I think that was kind of what I was saying. Okay. And I, I think it holds. It, it, what, it, can we get a, like a four star system? Can we get, is this a C movie no, for you? No, I don't. Because as soon as we impose a rigid grading scheme, then, then we're married to that rigid grading scheme. But and some Cisco movies and have two thumbs up or thumbs down. Some movies down. don't neatly fit into yeah. a rigid grading yeah. scheme. I would hesitate. Can we go thumbs up or thumbs down? Are you telling people? So you no, only that's s- too simple. That's two. There's only okay. two options in that yeah, in that system. Thumb, My system thumb. allows for different kinds of viewing. <laughs> right? True. It's it's the most. So you so nuanced. Dave did is telling you don't go see this at the movie theater. No, you you yeah you you don't need to. Right. I mean, it is a to. big spectacle. If you're movie, a Flash super fan go see in the theater you'll have a good time if you're a michael keaton super fan i could imagine you loving it i would say it helps like because it's a it's a summer big movie like so i think the big screen and the sound does help maybe those action kind of wow there are some spectacle scenes yeah um but uh yeah kind of a swing and a miss for me sure and uh that's that's okay yeah um so I'm not going to totally reasonable. I know I'm, I'm not going to tell you whether or not I like this movie better than Operation Force. <laughs> no, I'm going to no. leave that out there. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> Operation Fortune. I think Plane is better than this movie. 
Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll easily say Plane is better than The Flash. Um, as the, as a whole movie, as a whole unit, right. I think Plane is better than The Flash. Right. But it, but The Flash is is better right. than Operation Fortune. The only the only edge I give to Operation Fortune is I've it was so I've never seen anything like that in <laughs> in a bad way. <laughs> so it was a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Well, the wheel is good for that. So thanks yeah. for joining us back uh, in Wheel Land. Um, back to our normal routine here after this. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah.